here on Relenting. Is that all it took? 26 episodes for us to become relenting instead of unrelenting. <laughs> we had such high hopes at the beginning. I'm pretty sure I said on. You may have talked over me, though. No, you said relenting, I think. No, I'm pretty sure. I could go back to the tape. Go back to the tape. It'll be on the front of this recording. It'll be on the tape of the recording. <laughs> yes, it'll be. A, it'll be a tape of a tape of a exactly. tape. This is Friday the 13th. Unrelenting number 26. Ooh, Friday. Yeah, important things to talk about. Yeah. Was yeah, like I, well, yeah, I, I made some bacon last night. Oh, I made some and, bacon this uh, morning. Did you know? Yeah. And uh, I've never had this happen. The The whole damn house just smelled like smoke. Was the bacon know, the, extra smoky? You know, it's weird. I've been making bacon in the uh, in the uh, the air fryer forever. Yes, as one and I've, do. I've never had a particularly large amount of fried bacon smell coming out of it. But last night it was something else. The only difference was that I had left the little bag of bacon, the packet out on the counter in the kitchen for about six hours and kind of forgot about it. Uh, so it was too warm going in. Yeah. So does that make that much of a difference? Because usually may. the bacon's coming right out of the fridge into the air fryer and then gets crispy and this time around i mean nothing it can't spoil in six hours right not bacon i mean that's no i was meant to so. not be refrigerated for <laughs> right exactly but this is the craziest thing i and it, it i literally had to open the window in the kitchen which i never do uh like at midnight because i couldn't fall asleep with that smell of <laughs> Wait, there's like, too much yummy bacon smell in well, the air. It's not, but it's not a bacon smell. It's just like a generic smoke, you know, smoke in the kitchen smell. Yeah, like not like a nice water. woody kind of barbecue smell, but just food burning smell. Yeah, that's not pleasant. No, I have had the air fryer get smoky with bacon every now and then, and I can't figure out why. But I mean, you know, yeah. because it once it even set off the smoke detectors. Wow. Yeah, because I thought that was one of the advantages. Is it? Like, I don't know where the smoke goes, but it, it doesn't seem to come out of it. <laughs> well, last night, it all came out all at once. The smoke. Years of somewhere. smoke. Yeah. It's been whole, just been waiting it up. Keep I wonder if in. there's a filter that's now fully clogged or something. I have no idea. It's possible. Just go buy a new one. I'm going to go buy a new one. You're, I'm going to do it while we're talking right now. In fact, <laughs> oh, that's what you can go online. Order yeah, one. Well, that's It'll what this there. podcast is for. It's either ordering food or doing some shopping. Yeah, I had to order a uh, uh -huh. new Keurig maker because the old one was crapping out. So. No, no, not the old Keurig maker. Yeah, got to make your coffee. The new one, though, five needles in the top rather than one. So, ooh, doesn't that just going to dilute it? No, it actually makes it stronger, which Does I think it? it's because it's a lower pressure then. Which well, is, that makes can, no sense because you want high pressure. No, I guess because you barely are putting pressure in the water stays in contact with the coffee grounds for a longer time. Oh, that's right. It's not an espresso. So you just Correct. kind of, yeah. Okay. I yes, can see that. Yeah. The espressos, I mean, you want to pack it like a brick and shoot that mm -hmm. stuff through there as much as you can, but yes, an ultra slow drip. 
Mm. Yeah, next thing you know, they're going to have a like a Keurig without a heating element and call it cold press. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. yes, make your own cold press coffee. It's the best. It'll be the most expensive Keurig oh, yeah. today. Yeah, it'll be $300. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You're, you sound a little different today. Is there a different microphone going on? A little. A no, little, no, not at all. A little Everything's copacetic. I think it's your COVID ears. It's possible. I think you've got COVID ears going on right now. But it seems How like- is your COVID, by the way? It was a uh, not fun you for like played hooky for a day, so. two days. Yeah. Well, that was last Friday was mm-hmm. the day that uh, I woke up at about like three in the morning or whatnot with a sore throat. And I was like, OK, I know what this is. And uh, sure enough, by Friday, the other symptoms kind of showed up. The 102 fever showed up. The headache showed up. but by Late Saturday, I was actually mm-hmm. feeling pretty good. I let uh, Fletcher and Carolyn do the rock and roll pre-show on Sunday just because I didn't want to mm-hmm. you know, not give a good show. But I f- was actually feeling pretty good by the time Sunday, still a little bit tired on Sunday, but otherwise pretty good. And by today, it's like it never happened, except every now and then I cough and bring up a little bit of, uh, you know, slime. But otherwise, it's. Uh, well, that's how you get the slime out of your lungs. It's got to come out one way or the other. I mean. It's either that or you just like breathe in superheated air. Yes. You know, which you could do that too. Mm-hmm. But otherwise it was, so, uh, you know, and it's weird because I am 99.999% certain where I was exposed to whatever this illness is. Probably a relative. Well, we went out for breakfast, mm. my mom, my dad, my wife and I, mm-hmm. and I mean, I wanted to get Mexican food. I'm like, let's just pick up Mexican food. My wife doesn't want it. She hates because I always, I always want Mexican. I mean, if it's my choice for lunch or, you know, something nah, like Mexican's that. Mexican's horrible. It's the only food I don't eat. See, well, you're wrong. I love Mexican food. So they didn't want Mexican. So it's like, okay, we'll go out to the little breakfast place. And I've been telling mm-hmm. my mom for, you know, two years because, well, since the COVID, since they've reopened mm-hmm. back up and of course. My parents have had their vaxxed and, you know, a single boost and all this other stuff. And the doctor's like, ah, go out, have fun. You know, just don't be, don't be crazy. I'm like, you know, eventually going to this breakfast place, you're eventually going to get COVID. And they like, no, no, it never happened. I go with them. I get COVID. And my mom got COVID, although she oh. has never tested positive. She's had the same symptoms over the same days, just to a lesser mm. degree. And the addition of sneezing, which I haven't really been. I never went through this sneezy phase. Okay. The strangest symptom, though, and I thought this was because of our air conditioning crapping out. And we had it recharged and it seems to be working again, which is yay. Um, But I mean, I'm kind of like a polar bear. I want it to be like really cold when I sleep. That's where I'm comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's called being a man. Yes, exactly. Thank you. And with the air conditioning being out and we had Chicago, of course, goes from not using the air conditioning at all for weeks, if not months, into 95 degree weather for like four days in a row. Wow. I know it's it's what we get here. So Mm -hmm. the night I was like, well, it was only down to like 71 or 72 degrees in the house here. But very humid because, you know, mm. the AC not running, not pulling the humidity out. And I just blame that for my inability 
to be able to fall asleep. It's like, it, and I was just like, this isn't good because mm-hmm. this was at the end of kind of like the feeling COVID. So I was already feeling better. And I'm like, the worst thing you can possibly do when sick, I mean, everybody tells, you know, get your rest, get plenty of rest. And of course, fluids, but get your rest. And I didn't sleep a single wink overnight. And I'm like, well, this is just not going to be good. But I was blaming it on the fact that our air conditioning went out and it was because it was humid in here and all that. I mean, just the oddest thing that I call my mom that morning and I tell her, you know, this actually before I'm even getting this out, she's like, you know, just the weirdest thing. I didn't sleep at all last night. Hmm. And I'm like, this is just really weird. I don't know if anybody else has had this as a COVID symptom. If it was, it could have just been a very weird coincidence, but I never remember for you know without having a reason to be up all night i can't remember ever not getting a wink of sleep all night long nor my mom telling me that she's never had it's like the fact that it happened on the same night was weird to me you're both in chicago yes it's very possible there's something weird going on in chicago yeah full moon you know it could have been it it yeah uh, i i will tell you i not only did i not stay awake with COVID. I couldn't stay awake for more than five hours a day. Right. See, that is what I, that's like the normal thing. So it's like, and and it wasn't like I was deathly tired and couldn't fall asleep. Like, why can't I was just like, I'm not tired. I just don't Hmm. feel, you know, it's in trying to sleep, like trying to make yourself sleep. You know, that doesn't always work. And I know there's some breathing exercises, you know, let's be Zen. And uh, that didn't work. Hmm. But you know, then I, the next morning, once the AC got kicked on, to be fair, I did fall asleep, but only slept for like two hours and then was fine. Well, to be fair, what what reason have you got to sleep anyway? True. Live every minute you can until the old ticker stops. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's not like you're getting up in the morning. You go to work. No, I'm a podcaster. Exactly. This is work. This is, yeah, getting up in the morning to play some pre-show music. But I'm curious if uh, anybody else had that, if they had the old COVIDs. If anybody had. Yeah, the, I'd be shocked if that was the case. I'd never yes. heard of anybody like staying awake with COVID. No, I haven't either. But the, if it was just me, I would have been like, OK, I'm just really this much of a pampered princess that because it was over 70 degrees in the house, I'm like, nope, not going to sleep, not 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 going to do it. And then well, 70s definitely cooler than I typically have it. How cool do you like to go? Uh, 74. Well, I mean, you are in Texas, I guess. Well, and then during the day, it's 78. Wow. See, that's warm. I am a cold blooded bastard. Yeah. Well, 78 still a $300 a month electrical bill. <laughs> well, yeah. It's again, if I Texas. wanted it at 74 in the middle of the day, it'd be a $600 a month electric bill. Yeah, that is the that is the issue. And I, I took care of it because I'm like, well, the worst thing you could have, because I remember once when our air conditioning, the blower motor went out. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing worse than having zero air conditioning when it's like it, 85. I think it was still between 80 and 85 was the midnight temperature. You know, it's like there was no way to cool it down because we have the yeah, whole house just, fan. And you just end up taking a lot of cold showers. Yeah. And I tried that a couple of times just thinking like, well, can I bring my core temperature down? Which, again, I'm thinking mm-hmm. this is the worst thing you could possibly do just getting over a virus is to jump in the shower well no that's actually not true uh there's a couple of things there first of all cold showers or being in cold water is very good for activating your immune system winhoff has done a ton of research on this interesting Um, that's good then 
yeah you know that's that's one thing the other thing is they actually do use uh cold baths to bring down core temperature for people that have a high temperature that isn't coming down with a uh uh drugs anti-inflammatory yeah. right so i mean they'll go the physical route and stick you into cold water to do that if they need to because if your temperature gets too high then a lot of body uh metabolic activities just stop functioning yeah the fever i mean it was got up to about 102 and i was oh that's no i was at 102 for four days man yeah i know it was only for like a day and a half for me yeah because i've got the super immunity of course from the uh, J&J shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not a scientist. I cannot tell you one way or the other. Uh, but if it, if it does not come roaring back at this point, which I really don't feel it will. Yeah. I would have to say, I think it did something to the, to lessen the severity. It's like, yeah, I still got sick. I still got the 102 fever, but it was literally for like 24 hours or so. And then it was down to a low grade fever for a few days. and. So this morning it was like 70, 97.4 or something. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going mm-hmm. into a deep freeze now. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Your body's like, screw this. We're going down. Yeah, we've, we've had enough. We have had enough of it. Uh-huh. But it's like, like yeah, I'm that getting was- down to 70. That's my preferred temperature. <laughs> Get down to room temperature. <laughs> That's why I also went out while well, the wife went out. Because I'm like, well, mm-hmm. let's grab one of the uh, before the summer really kicks in when all these so, wait, she didn't out. get covid no this okay this is the other weird part of this huh my parents like i said were at breakfast with us my mom and i started presenting with symptoms relatively about the same time she started with the sneezing a few hours before i got uh-huh. hit with the sore throat and otherwise these symptoms have mimicked each other throughout the, like four or five days hers are seemingly hanging on a little bit longer but i think that kind of makes sense um, because of course she's a little bit older and, yeah. uh, you know, has had other issues and, uh, well, and you're in prime shape, right? If that's what you call this, mm. but she of course had the, uh, the MRNA jab, which is like, I, nobody's touching me with that man. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is that her symptoms have been less severe. So maybe those work a little better, but you know, I'll still <sighs> take the one day, yeah. um, you know, and again, don't necessarily buy into all this stuff. And I do buy into the fact that the MRN, I, I still don't understand why the Johnson and Johnson is the one being crucified. Persecuted. Still. Yeah, yes. I know. Right. Hey, by the way, uh, you may want to let people know in case that they're listening on some other media that they can be listening to us on YouTube. If you want to listen live on YouTube, of course, the people that are listening live Ad free on the no agenda stream. I mean, they prefer that because it's a better backbone than youtube but yes we are ad free on do, does youtube put ads in to live shows if- no they don't they only put it into on the rebroadcast that's why this is your opportunity to listen ad free your ad free unrelenting experience friday mornings 9 a.m central time youtube no agenda stream wherever else we may be right but uh you know, yeah also- and in general uh for people that are listening to this on the podcast if you would like to listen to us on the old YouTubes, we have a link for that. What is that link, Darren? I don't know. You figure out the link. Put it in the troll it. room. Uh, that's that's always a different link. You, you understand? Out. No, it isn't. No, the channel link. What is the damn channel called on YouTube that 
It's unrelenting, but it's not a name. They don't give you a name until you've got like a billion subscribers. Then you can change it. It's a hundred thousand. It's not a billion. It's close enough. But yeah, yeah, the weirdness is my wife has not gotten COVID. My dad has not gotten a symptom and living with uh, people with COVID. So this allegedly like super duper contagious disease thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. It may just be genetics. That could just be something in the DNA because obviously I share DNA with my mom and my dad, but my wife shares it with none of us. And she's like, I'm fine. And well, my, we know for a fact you share it with your mom. Yes. You know, so that would make sense that the two of us when exposed got it. But then the other two people that were there with us didn't get it, nor, you know, living in the same house. And my wife's not one of these people that gives a crap it's not like you know i was wearing a mask or covering my face in the house and yeah, she just do care. a search for unrelenting live that'll get you the channel yes unrelenting live yeah and you know so she didn't care i mean she'd get hey, we're up to 28 subscribers nice hey she just popped down good. and you know we have the theater seats that uh you know we watch tv so she's you know literally 10 inches away when we're watching tv it's uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, wasn't afraid, wasn't like isolating, wasn't staying in the other room. You know, we've got the uh, air purifiers with the UV lights and all that. Wasn't even running those. That's good stuff. Yeah. But it's like, didn't, was not trying to avoid it. Well, somehow didn't get it. It's, it's effectively the common cold. So it's just a variant of the common cold. We've got all the disclaimers at the end of the episode. Right. And I think the main thing was. What I have never had really, again, unless trying to clear it out, have not had a cough, which I think was the best method for spraying this stuff around when people are getting it is the cough. Although, you know, they're claiming this variant is more transmissible, but the cough, I think, is way less of an issue with this mm-hmm. one. Interesting. Yeah, I had uh, I had no sore throats. I had. Uh, no cough for the first half, and I started coughing a little bit in the second half, but it it came in bouts. So I would like not at all have a desire to cough for an hour, and then I would cough for like a solid minute, and then you know drink something that would stop. No coughing again for the, another hour after that. So it wasn't sort of that continuous little bit of a cough thing. It is a Which, weird disease. Eh, I don't know if it's that weird, dude. Anything is weird if you look at it too intently. I suppose. Because it's a cold, yes, and that is absolutely what it petered out to. But it's like the cold doesn't normally give you the 102 fever for any length, especially when you had, you said, what, four days in a row? Yeah, uh, four days nonstop. It didn't dip below 102 for what? four days. Wow. Okay. So that's even weirder because mine- well, I also didn't take anything. I mean, I just figured it would just go down naturally by itself. And after four days, somebody's, you're an idiot. Why don't you just <laughs> take something like, you know, Tylenol or aspirin or something to get it down? Well, okay. Here, that's a, that's a vitally important question when dealing with any kind of virus because I contemplated this as well, which mm-hmm. is, is taking, the anti-inflammatory like a Tylenol to lower the fever beneficial or not when your body is using that heat to fight off the virus. Well, the problem is viruses, uh, human, human susceptible viruses or viruses that are targeting us mammals in general, 
um, they're not affected by a couple degrees heat. Certainly, if your body can go up to 150 degrees, they, you might see a difference. But is your body producing any less in the antibodies when you lower the temperature? Uh-oh. Or no, no, the inflammation, the, the warmth is a side effect of increased metabolic activity at the site of the, um, uh, you know, the, yeah, the infection site exactly. So it's it's really more of a side effect. Now there's a benefit to heat with bacteria because bacteria are a lot more sensitive to heat. The more you learn. Yeah. Because you're like, yeah, what should I do? I mean, the body wants the heat. But yeah. Well, or the cold at night. Yeah, <laughs> I do, right. <laughs> I need the cold, man. Uh-huh. I need the cold, which is why we ran out and bought a portable air conditioner. Yeah. Which uh I mean, the thing works absolutely fantastic, but this was my hedge because there's nothing worse Mm -hmm. than not having air conditioning, especially at night. Yeah, I probably should get one of those as a just in case prepper item. That's exactly it. That is exactly why I got this. I'm like, you know, I don't necessarily need it right now, but this way you never have to because otherwise I'm like, well, um, need a hotel or something like that. You know, it's it's like that's going to cost a few hundred bucks. Which is, it's nuts. I was looking just out of curiosity. There is a Holiday Inn Express that opened up like walking distance from our mm-hmm. house. And it's been open only like a year and a half or so. It's a very brand new, mm-hmm. brand new hotel, um, which means I'm hoping it's a, a fairly decent, but it's a Holiday Inn Express. They still were charging like 150 bucks a night. And it's like, really? for what? That's in- the normal rate, dude. How's that surprising? That's crazy. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, because a good hotel will ride you in 250. <laughs> no, a good hotel in the you know downtown area here will cost you more like 2000 But it's well, uh, that's the, your definition of good and mine are different, apparently. Maybe I would say the $2,000 night room is beyond good. I would it hope comes with a yes. free hooker. <laughs> Wait, they throw those in now? Yeah, for, for that kind of rate. <laughs> You're like, well, what do, what do you call this rate? The we put this on your bill and it never gets back to your wife. Congratulations. The most, yeah, exactly. The the most that I paid for a non-suite room, just a hotel room, was in San Diego in the um in the Marina Marriott right next to the convention center was seven hundred and ninety-five bucks a night. Damn. Um I paid more for suites, but for just regular room, that hotel is the most expensive one I've ever been to. But is it nice? I mean, the views are nice, but how much time are you going to spend looking out the back of the hotel at the marina? At that price? Every minute I can. And you're usually there for a convention, hence it's right next to the convention center. And the convention center has no windows like every other convention center. So, you know, you're paying for a place to just fall asleep in. Yeah. Which is important. Yeah. So it's not a great deal. I mean, I stayed there just because. I guess I was lazy to go to a different hotel, but I could have probably saved half that amount of money and been two blocks away in a different Marriott. Whatever. I, I, and I only stay in Marriott's people know this. If and they, they do no agenda. It's like, you've got to like, you have the, uh, I'm the, the Baron de Marriott Adidas tracksuits and Marriott hotels. Yeah. They go hand in hand. And what was with the uh, whole hazmat suit that you sh- were sending me pictures of? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That was a little <laughs> teaser. So I'm, I'm, I'm finally doing what people have been suggesting for a long time. I'm starting going to off the, the deep end. 
I'm starting to get into the prepper business. I'm going to start having a product line. Sir Jeans Preppin. Well, it's, it'll be a better name than that. But uh, <laughs> Sir Jean Preps. Yeah, Sir Jean Preps. But uh, yeah, we're getting some product coming from the old Chiners. Wait, wait, why uh, aren't you buying from Ukraine? From but, <laughs> buying from Ukraine? There's <laughs> right. no production in Ukraine. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Ukraine is the breadbasket of Europe. Yeah, there's there's literally zero coming out of Ukraine right now, except for your guns and ammo. Plenty of those coming out right now. But oh. other than guns and ammo, there's nothing else. I thought guns and ammo were going into you. Wait, you know what? I well, guess they that's are. The- they're going in from Poland and they're going out the black market. That makes sense. The black seas where you have the black market. Makes sense. So Sir Gene mm-hmm. preps is going to have a whole line of stuff like food. Well, and, that's uh, not the name, but don't have people going <laughs> to that website. God damn it. But uh, yeah, we're going to have some uh, products that are, you know, geared towards safety and protection. When the product says Nevtuliev. That means quality. Yeah, well, these don't say that. They're made in China, but uh, that's all right. They're still going to be useful. Uh, I'd tell you. Comrade Gene Preps. When, when the old, uh, when the old uh, you know, let's just call it a zombie attack happens, you're going to be thankful that you've got the gear that you got from me to be able to survive it all. Do you really want to survive this zombie attack, though? Well, you do if, you, if you're the main character in the movie. Well, yeah, that makes it. Well, I don't know. You can go the other route. Are you usually the main character of your own movies or usually some side character, the the funny kind of overly tall friend character that just makes jokes to the main character? No, that we, my, are there supposed to be movies? Is this what happened in your brain when you had COVID? There was the third gene movie going on in your head. There's one going on right now. It's <laughs> me sitting in front of a microphone. Really, that is a good one. I like mm-hmm. that one. Do you like that one? Yeah, the alternate I, know, I feel characters. like it repeats a lot. Like it's just the plot line is kind of meh. Isn't that what the podcasts do? Isn't that the it's you just keep repeating the same over lines, uh, the same yeah. plot line over and yeah, over. Yeah, it's interesting. I have uh, Alexas throughout the house, and you know, they don't actually listen to you unless you tell them to turn a light bulb on or something. But interestingly, when I went to Amazon, the first item it suggested to me was tactical bacon. Well, no, they're not listening at all then. Cause we didn't talk about bacon there just like five minutes ago or anything. I mean, all you talk about is bacon to be fair. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean that, that could be more than, and you were probably uh-huh. looking up bacon and your uh-huh. search term. If you look at Gene's search terms, it's not it's porn, porn, bacon. porn. It's bacon, bacon, bacon. Yeah. You know, sometimes you they do cross over to be fair, but mm. that's a different mm-hmm. subset of the, uh, of the bacon of the bacons. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's going to be bacon in the preppers kit. Um, I'm not going to be selling bacon. No, this will be a fully kosher preppers kit. Oh, so no bacon jerky. No bacon jerky. Yeah. I want no. bacon jerky. That's good no. stuff. But no, it's just the bare basics for surviving nuclear attack. Oh, right. Because everybody's really going to survive a nuclear attack. Well, if they're wearing so gear cheap. they got for me, they will. They're wearing the cheap Chinese garb that comes for 1995 in the surgeon. It's, pack. Uh, how the hell do you know the price? It's always 1999. We haven't announced pricing yet. But that is the price, yes. See, then the sale price will be fourteen ninety nine, and then it'll be uh, no, no, close no. out stuff. Nine ninety nine bargain at nineteen ninety five. Yeah, 
a bargain at any price. Now, can you pay in rubles? You can pay in Bitcoin. You know what? Right now, I think Bitcoins are worth less than rubles. They are. Yeah, rubles are more than Bitcoin. Uh Uh-huh. No, and this is, uh, we talked about on the last show, one of the topics was crypto a big Ponzi scheme. And it's like, yes. Well, it's, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a Ponzi scheme. However, the value of crypto combined with any kind of catastrophic events in the world, which could include war or, uh, you know, a, uh, a rogue comet smashing into the planet and killing the dinosaurs or anything like that. Uh, the value of any digital currency is zero. Yeah. Because there's no electricity. Without electricity, there is no crypto. Right. No. Exactly. Without the internet, there is no crypto. And this was the thing that going to paper money from gold was a move to make it easier to carry value around than hauling a bunch of heavy gold because it's made of paper. And it's just a contract. That's all paper money was supposed to be initially. Right. You could turn a this contract back in for, for a certain amount of gold. Right. So instead of carrying a pound of gold uh, in your wallet, you're carrying uh, one ounce of paper money. Um, and then, of course, we let the government trick us into getting rid of that. So, no, no, no. The, the paper is the money. It's not really. <laughs> now, with the ruble, they've gone the opposite direction to now where the. Uh, the ruble is tied to gold. And so even if electricity goes off and even if the printing press is stopped, you could literally just know exactly how many rubles a certain weight of gold is. It's all a scam. Well, I mean, it is government is a scam. If you think about it, it's, it's the idea that, Hey, we give up our power to make our own decisions and give it to somebody else for eh, some theoretical benefit now i did like that we got a uh we got a package in the mail mm-hmm. with some old uh soviet currency in it which yeah uh, that was uh that was a bit of a walk down memory lane i liked that that was good that was no beret and uh he, he thought this was his way to be able to buy into an oligarchy and i'm like that's a great idea <laughs> i'm like one that's a maybe, great maybe we should sell oligarchies. <laughs> there you go I mean, hey, no, no agenda. Screw has- this night stuff. Do you want to be an oligarch? Yes. <laughs> right here. And I'm like, okay, you get to be, you get to be an honorary oligarch. It's a great idea. Well, you're number one. That's right. And on the outside of the, uh, the post office, he's got to come up with a, uh, a name though. Yeah, that is, that is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had his return address as no beret suite three, three ITM mm-hmm. primors. Odeska Oblast Ukraine 65000. I don't know how the post office is just like, yeah, that's don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't care. We'll we'll send this anywhere. Wait, which which oblast? Um, it says Primors Odeska Oblast Ukraine. He said it was from something else, some uh, movie or something. Yeah, and of course, oblast oblast just uh, is it just means area. But it, they do use it like for areas that don't have a town, like, you know, you're just sending something to a farm in the middle of nowhere or whatever. You would use that general kind of designation on your mail. Um, actually, not in farmland. I think they actually use that term even if you're in the suburbs, too. 
just if you're just outside the city, you would be in the oblast. Well, I did like that he uh, addressed it to glorious comrade Darren O'Neill, too. So the, mm-hmm. I'm on a list. There's no nice. question I'm going to be on a list. Well, your background is red. True. I mean, we can see it right now on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see Darren is a red. And in the uh, the note that he put in there, dear Supreme Comrade O'Neill, enclosed mm-hmm. you will find the agreed payment for my elevation to unrelenting oligarch in the amount bargained. See, again, awesome. now, if the post office opened up this and looked at this. I they'd know, be, right? They'd be like, uh, what's no, I don't know. And he put the money inside of a plastic bag, which had a coffee grounds in it. And he's like, the, the co- oh, my God, it's like the coffee ground is just there to trick the dogs. But it is perfectly <laughs> brewable. <laughs> I request hookers, vodka and those tiny, crappy, worthless diamonds, barely distinguishable from sand grains at the round table or whatever you are doing the ceremony. That's awesome. I love it. I think it's a great idea. It is a great idea. The unrelenting oligarch system. Yeah. If you want to be an oligarch, (laughs) we now, so we have to come up with some amounts. Yeah. Okay. Now he's grandfathered in no matter what he said. Because he had a great idea. He had a, yeah, he is a official oligarch by decree, but, um, but we need to come up with an amount for oligarch and we're going to have an oligarch dinner in Chicago one of these days. We keep talking about it. Which means we'll also be on another list, but we'll have good food while being on a list. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's well worth it. You know, being on the list is better than not being on the list. Ah, yes, this is yes. very true, comrade. Yes, this is this is a lesson learned. Uh, you know, in in the days of youth, in uh, trying to get into uh, uh, a variety of clubs. There were some say. clubs you wouldn't they wouldn't let you into in your Don. Oh my Johnson. god, I have I have some stories. I yeah, I was wearing Don Johnson outfit. You're right about that. We used to wear a lot of white back in the early eighties. Now was this in uh in Minneapolis or did you actually move were moved in someplace warmer by then? Uh no, 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 no. I mean I've 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 been not allowed into clubs in all kinds of cities. Oh, well, there's a good reason <laughs> yeah, for it's this. Not, not at all limited to Minneapolis. <laughs> like, you know, they talk now, Gene. The internet that they've got a whole service. They're like this guy. Well, this was way before the internet service talking. Before uh, focal photo ID without facial recognition is the mm-hmm. word I'm looking for. Yeah, that's not the word, but sure. sure. Yeah, it was way before that. Uh, the um, yeah, once I didn't, I wasn't allowed to go into a club because I was wearing tennis shoes. And they required dress shoes. And you put up an argument? I did put up an argument. I said, my tennis shoes are worth 10 times what your dress shoes are worth. And they're like, we don't care. That didn't seem to make an impact. <laughs> they're carrying you away. Ah, uh, no, no, no. They're not carrying me away. I was standing right next to the limo to begin with. But it was a, it was a surprise because I was, you know, going to be spending a lot of money on, uh, bottle service there we'll see you got to save some cash yeah well yeah fair enough but no i i used to go clubbing like seven nights a week on purpose Mm, yes 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 i was a very uh, legitimate businessman back in the day (laughs) very legitimate when you have to add the very i'm starting to question it legitimate businessman okay but Uh very very legitimate yes you trust (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you tr- this is exactly it. you trust uh no 
No, I don't think so. Uh, that might be on the next version of the business card. <laughs> Very legitimate businessman. Come on. You, you trust. trust. Right. Yeah, that was my buddy uh, Ray. Uh, um, when I worked at Circuit City, he had the whole thing going on. I think he was Iranian or something like that. But mm-hmm. of course, these stores always try to sell you the uh, extended warranty. Oh, of course. And he had his whole bit. And uh, it, it, like that, he liked to kind of uh, take things and boil it down because it's like it'll protect you against so many different things. Mm-hmm. But with Ray, it was always, God forbid, lightning. <laughs> that was it that was the whole sales pitch pretty much for the yeah, extended lightning yes god forbid. why didn't you just buy a ups then yeah well people didn't know that at that neither oh this is going back to when well, those were a little more expensive i think back then they probably were more of a business thing than a personal thing yeah yeah That's without true. hooking them up to that your store TV. doesn't exist anymore does it no no i've no. I, I put a few stores out of business my, oh, did you know? Yeah, my first job was at a uh, Crocs and Brentados <laughs> here in Chicago, a big bookstore mm. at the time. Yeah, they went bankrupt. <clears throat> yeah, of course they did. All right. It's it's funny because actually most companies that I worked for have also gone bankrupt. Really? See, I worked for Radio yeah. Shack, bankrupt. Circuit <laughs> yeah. City, bankrupt. A place called <laughs> Silo, briefly, which was like a Circuit City, also uh-huh. bankrupt. Okay. And the bookstore, of course. Yes, bankrupt. The bookstore yeah. is where I met the uh, the wife. Oh, really? Yeah. Was she coming in to repossess the bookstore? No. So that would have been better. She came in, she was coming in for, uh, for a job interview. So, I, oh, okay. And you're like, Hey, I can't hire you because I want to date you. Right. No, no, I uh-huh. figured it was better. The other getting her hired, you know, oh. and then after, uh, after the Christmas season, I mean, I, I took my time. Yeah. And, uh, I guess it worked out. Mm-hmm. Maybe it didn't. <laughs> it's hard to say. <laughs> She might be an alien because she didn't get COVID. So she I didn't don't get know. COVID. Yeah, that's good. Good, good for her. And it's like she's the one that's been out with the public at all times. I mean, I'm the one that stays yeah. home because I'm a podcaster, right? But she's got a job out with the public, and her company was only closed down for a few weeks because hmm. it is in the construction type sphere. So oh, that's a vital business right there. So they never shut down, and she never got it. But it's just, it's hmm. just weird because it's like, well, maybe you had it before but it's like well then she was never really sick and i know there is asymptomatic all this stuff but then if that was the case i don't know how i wouldn't have gotten it then so it's just a very weird uh trying to figure that one out well some people are just immune yeah i think so to certain diseases it makes sense like uh i'm immune to novocaine really it does nothing when you get uh nope you're just like nope can't nope nope no i can still feel all the pain yes nice so what do they do yeah well there are other uh similar drugs drugs that will work yes or tranquilizer i believe it's called <laughs> uh but novocaine i have to inform the dentist that uh don't forget the novocaine does not work i mean because otherwise you'll be reminding him very quickly when uh mm-hmm. when the drills start going in well, and you can imagine my childhood back before I realized that Novocaine <laughs> didn't work when I assumed it was the way it, that it worked was really crappy. Yeah, the doctor's and like, back in those days, they used hand drills, you know. You're fine. No, the Novocaine. Yeah, why are you moving around? <laughs> it doesn't it's hurt. It's got to be numb by now. Uh-huh. <laughs> that uh-huh. sounds like torture. It does, doesn't it? But, it, you know, it made me what I am today. Insane. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, insane. Exactly. That would be something that would have been good to know. Like, why? No, um, you have to hate the dentist too. Now, no, not at all. You're like, this is fine. It's fine. Turned you into a Bond villain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Origin story. Exactly. Novocaine well, that, that and then you know, I I am not immune to THC, but I have an extremely high tolerance. Which helps you in those totally legitimate business deals when you're getting people all sorts of uh, goofy. Well, I have been in situations where sitting inside the car, you couldn't see out the window because the smoke was so damn thick. You could slice it with a machete. Kate Cheech. And uh, yeah, literally uh, with Brian Brushwood is one of the other guys in the car. <laughs> see, it would have been even better. I and, mean, you're old enough. You should have been like I was with Cheech and Chong. And uh, oh, I just no, couldn't no, be a part uh, of the bit because, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. It didn't affect me. No, 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 no. And and <clears throat> yeah, no, it shit doesn't affect me. And I finally uh, decided to do an experiment scientifically to figure out, is it just an issue of concentration or, or am I completely like immune from this stuff? And uh, it does seem that if I go, what did I have to go? I'm trying to remember how much it was. I want to say it was over a thousand micrograms or 1200 micrograms, something like that. Um, basically if, if you buy, um, edibles and the packet has 10 of them in there, if I eat the whole packet at once, I will feel just a slight drunk kind of feeling. It's, it's, that's the most similarity that I would have is, and by drunk kind of feeling, what I mean is, um, it kind of feels like, uh, like you're speed of reaction is slowed down which it is i thought <clears throat> as part of my testing i actually uh and i like you're calling this testing well it is testing because uh it's not enjoyable whatsoever i i time myself playing uh, a particular video game <laughs> with and without and the scores were horrendous uh once i got the concentration level of thc high enough to actually do something you know i like that your whole scientific methodry involves mm-hmm. playing video games <laughs> well it's it's recreatable it's right it's actually a good test criteria because when you're and playing against npcs not humans because the npcs are going to be more consistent as well but it, it it really it does it the reaction time goes down and this is something i've talked to adam about it's like i couldn't i couldn't live in a way where i'm constantly reducing my reaction time and my concentration power like that to me that's a huge handicap. Why would I want to ever be in that space? A lot of people seem to enjoy it. I'm with you though. I don't get it. And now that I haven't been drinking for, well, it's been about a year, a little less than a year, and it'll be this full year. I'm not drinking. Um, I have to say, I'm starting to question why I even drank. You're seeing things clearly for the first time. Well, I'm not saying that I was an alcoholic and now I'm, you know, sober for the first time. I've never been an alcoholic. I tested that multiple times over the course of my life. Uh, I'm into testing, by the way. But um, it, I think historically for me, it was just purely a social experience and it could have been water in there and I would have had the same exact experience without the side effects of alcohol. Welcome to the Dean Martin method. 
what you saying he wasn't drunk i think he was drunk no for uh, most of it he was drinking apple juice instead of bourbon because i thought there was a book that his kid wrote that talked about how horrible a father he was because he was always drunk no i mean it was a it was a pretty uh, big act um, no i'm not sure about that that sounds no it's true by the end of his life mm-hmm. i know he got into he was an alcoholic after his son died but for that rat pack uh there were stories of a party mm-hmm. at, at dean's house that the police were called to break it up mm-hmm. and sinatra's getting a little bit pissed off with the cops mm-hmm. and he's like well what's going on and he's, the cops like well you know a neighbor called in a complaint no who called in who what are you who, telling me who called this this complaint and he goes, where's dean Mm-hmm. well dean was already upstairs in his bedroom he, he was mm-hmm. the one that called the cops and he, oh, was, nice. he wanted everybody the hell out of his house but didn't want to tell him well i can understand that feeling yeah, i've had to do that a few times it's a great idea it's a fantastic idea yeah i mean sometimes you're just done and you want to just go sleep and not have people in your house but you're right it's a complete social thing it's to bring down inhibitions i guess is what people would normally tell you but uh I don't know. Yeah, inhibitions exist for a reason. Yes, to keep you safer than. Uh, uh, yeah, to keep you from talking in your sleep. Oh, you you got some secrets that people uh, that people shouldn't know about. Is there any? Uh, what do well, we? Well, no, it's just distracting to whoever's next to you. That's all. I see. Yeah, but no, I'm with. Well, you. What did you think I was going? With I that? don't know. Oh, don't know. This is, I thought this was maybe more of an issue of uh, KGB propaganda. You never know. No, I wouldn't know anything about that. And KGB does not exist. <laughs> so what else we got to talk about? We talked about your COVIDs for way too long. Uh, we talked about my uh, uh, bacon smell issue. Yeah, the, uh, that is definitely a thing. I've had a little guess, smoky bacon. Oh, but. there's some um, controversies, I guess, happening with. Um, with the Supreme Court leaked memo thing, huh? You know, this is further down the road to hell that this country's going down. Mm-hmm. The one group that was always supposed to be non-political, and I know there was always some political, because a president is the guy that uh, puts these people out there and gets to pick, so I understand that part was always political. But once the justices were on the court, Mm-hmm. The concept was they were and they are a huge part of the checks and balances, but they were supposed to be allowed to just go do their thing. Right. The concept now that I mean, one, the leak has its own issues to it, which just shows there is some kind of asshole person in the organization that thinks their cause is more important, that does not want to follow the rules. That just wants to be an activist. And it could be somebody that works for one. Of, I don't know. Did they ever figure out who leaked this? I thought they were saying it was Thomas. You know, whether it was an actual justice that did it. Mm-hmm. I have not seen that. But what the dominoes falling from here have shown is even more concerning than having something leaked. Because the reality is we don't know exactly what the final decision was going to be. This is how. The Supreme Court justices, I guess, go back and forth with each other on things. They send these briefs around and they all read it. They all give their bits. And then you have a final decision on things. Mm -hmm. So this was just kind of like seeing something in 
mid-state. This would like be seeing, you know, what was going on behind the scenes when you and I were talking about naming the show. I mean, it could be mm-hmm. something that ends up having a lot of significance in holding true, or it could turn out to be something that gets totally left by the wayside. So leaking something like that and then taking as much as they did from it, it's questionable. Now, will this be what's going to happen? Maybe. The more concerning thing to me is that people like Jen Psaki and you know all the way up then to the president, because she's the mouth spokeshole for him, of course, not anymore. But this concept of, oh, it's okay to go outside the home of a Supreme Court justice and become, you know, whatever, disruptive. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound like a good idea to me. No. It's a horrible idea mm-hmm. because this the system cannot work. And I will give Judge Thomas credit for saying they're not going to be intimidated. But you can say that all you want. The minute somebody winds up outside your house with a group of villagers with, you know, pitchforks and, uh, and torches. You know, I don't know how that doesn't have an effect on you. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think what we're going to see is probably them walk this back and uh, essentially say, no, 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 we were just floating this idea and the actual decision is going to be totally different. Which is possible, although, I mean, I believe that where this was going is 100% right, because, again, people in this day and age especially do not understand the federalist system. You know, Mm -hmm. the federated system, they don't understand that the states are supposed to have the power. The original concept of the federal government was the federal government was there kind of, I know, simplifying things, but was pretty much there to have the armed forces provide security. And then all the states do what they want to do. And each state can do something different if they want. Right. right. and, And that's gotten lost. This was never supposed to be like, well, what Washington, D.C. says goes for the whole country, because the reality is we know life is wholly different in Wyoming than it is in New York City. Right. But California should get to decide that for everybody. Right. That's what they would like. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, this is why the state system actually works, because you should look at the United States as a bunch of different countries, because there are totally different things going on. There's different ways of life, and that's absolutely fine. This whole one world crap is where you start losing me because that starts making everybody, like you just said, California should be able to choose for everybody. Everybody should have to live by the same rules. Everybody should have the same standards, and that's not the way the world works. I mean, if a bunch of people want to get together and live out in a compound somewhere, well, you know, as long as you're not bothering anybody else. Yes. Would you like some apple juice with that? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of apple juice and orange juice. That was what the basically the uh, the doctor was. Back when you lived in the compound? No, with the COVID. Just drink. Oh. Drink a lot. You should be peeing all the time. I found it more, not difficult to drink, but just I had for, kept forgetting to drink during COVID. Because normally I drink a lot. I drink probably, I've talked about this, probably do a gallon of tea a day. My preferred method of water consumption is tea. Well, it but, still gets the water in there. Yeah. 
uh, a little little tiny bit of caffeine, but uh, not a huge amount. And then, uh, you know, it's got a bunch of antioxidants in there as well. But uh, when I had COVID, I was probably drinking not more than a quarter a day. Well, see, that's weird because that's, I guess, important. You got to stay hydrated. Yeah. Like I had to mentally like, oh, yeah, I should probably go and drink where normally I'd be like, hey, where's my drink? Yeah. And I was forcing myself, which maybe also helped the thing get flushed through a little bit quicker mm-hmm. because it was like nonstop. Mm. And, uh, you know, you just get all, I mean, had a bunch of like the power aids and then juice and then water and then uh, black tea mm. and honey, which I love black tea and honey. Oh, yeah. That'll honey will clear everything right out as well. Yeah. Well, it has a lot of calories too, but yeah. Oh, I know. I'm not actually feel like I, which is weird because I think I gained a few pounds over COVID where I know you were like, I lost like 20 pounds. I, yeah, I lost 18 pounds, I think, during COVID. Yeah. So I would say, you know, our experience. I'd say you had a totally different disease, is what I'd say. Yeah, it was not the same experience. Uh There's, There's no question about it. Now, the little test did start coming back positive and it was negative before because I've tested these things. I'm just was curious, especially since the, uh, you know, the tests were all free and all. And yeah, yeah, so they're I, picking up something. I don't know what they're picking up, mm-hmm. but they're definitely picking up something. But I mean, I digress. We were talking about the Supreme Court and somehow COVID wraps its uh, talons around you. Uh, there's an article here, a thread on Twitter that NetNet pointed me to where somebody's like, I think I found the leaker. It's like, it's really not important who the person is now. Even if they do figure it out, you mm-hmm. think there's going to be any punishment for this person? That uh, eventually, maybe slap on the wrist. Sure. That's usually what you get. And then it's like, well, don't do it again. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll just get shuffled to a different job. Yeah. That's kind of how it works. But the legal system the political system in this country the supreme court is a very important part of that and once you start putting them at this level once you start saying that it's okay to intimidate them you you just have to wonder where this is going to go with the biden concept of packing the court mm-hmm and if that does start happening, oh, my God, I think we're falling apart. You, you just starting to think that? Are no, you? no. I think I mean, I've been feeling that you were hanging on by a thread at this point. So that I, I think that's a big step. I think it's a way bigger step than people want to give it credit for. Hmm. That it's becoming the fact that, well, the Supreme Court is no longer there to have honest people interpreting the law Mm -hmm. and is now we have a bunch of people there who are activists and who are going to vote the way a political party wants them to. And that's a big difference. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I mean, it's the big thing with packing the court is that simply it, it removes the court from, from really participating in uh, our government because every president will have to add additional, right? judges just to balance out what the previous administration did which means the court will only be under the political guise of whoever's currently in power well and a court may have as many members as congress you could get a a court with 470 judges in there wow uh, and good luck deciding anything yeah 
I mean, because they would, they still need a majority opinion, right? So the whole idea of packing the court is, well, if we get whatever the size is, if we add half of that size more, we're guaranteed we're going to win. Right. So you go from nine, you go to 14, right? And then you go from 14, you go to 21. And uh, it just keeps increasing. Well, after a while, you have to add like 50 people in, in a presidential term just to pack the court towards your side. And then you end up with a court that's got as many people <laughs> as yeah. the, uh, uh, and then what you're going to end up having is the judges, which they already kind of do this. They split the cases up between judges to lessen the workload because, you know, lifetime appointments. And so right, you know, they basically say, gig? hey, you do, you do this one, I'll do this one. And then, you know, after you do all the research and you kind of put the opinion together, I'll just kind of say yay or nay on it. And that'll be the official vote. Well, you're going to have, you know, 100 plus judges each working on a different case. And then they'll probably end up being, uh, uh, what are they called? Um, uh, like when a whole group of people vote the same way together caucus they'll they'll you'll you'll start creating caucuses inside of the supreme court to where you'll have the you know the aoc type caucus for that type yeah and they'll have like 20 judges and And they'll have all like young female judges and stuff that like non-white and then you'll have uh, another caucus of the angry old men and then you'll have another caucus which will be like the uh the you know socialist cock well i guess that would be the aoc caucus but you know i mean the point is it's it's going to turn the supreme court into just yet another body one that is appointed by congress rather than one that's voted on by people but for all practical purposes it'll be no different than the house or the senate yeah and that's not good yeah, because their job is to interpret the law as it relates to the Constitution and stop at that. Their job is not to create law. Correct. And by applying a political filter to the interpretation, I mean, that's one thing that I think anybody who has more than one brain cell has to agree that Roe v. Wade was a misapplication of an interpretation for the Constitution. It, it, it took the concept of federalism and, and set it back a hundred years by effectively saying that we're going to invent something that doesn't exist in the constitution, right? That the federal government has the right to control. And the stand, it was, it has stood for 50 years. It's nuts. But nobody- well, I think, I think it stood for 50 years because it was the same judges in there for 50 years. Kind of. Yeah. You know, like, so uh, with the, uh, what's her name? Dead. Ruth. Yeah, Bader Ginsburg. Uh, now they can finally go back and fix this. Um, but it's it was it was I I can't even call it bad law because it's not law. It's bad interpretation. interpretation right. But it's not even interpretation. It is ascribing a a right to the federal government which does not exist in the Constitution. It's not there. And it, it may be other laws. And this is where it should be in the states. Uh, and frankly, if every state decides that, uh, that abortion is legal, that's fine, too. Right. Like, I, I, I just don't like the idea of 
nine people deciding that something is a good idea and therefore should be legal, even though there is no actual uh, legal prescription for it, rather than the House and Senate passing a law. And even that would then be have to be reviewed by the Supreme Court on whether or not Congress has the power to do that as prescribed in the Constitution, because they can't just create laws on any topic. There, there are plenty of areas which the Constitution leaves up to the states. And it should be. I mean, I don't get what scares people about that concept so much beyond. Well, the- what scares them is because that that hillbilly down in Alabama. Will, uh, you know, get to hang his daughter for getting pregnant. And then having an abortion. I mean, it's just it's unfounded, ridiculous bullshit. And. Much like, uh, well, it's a very much hive mentality that they're afraid that other oh, people yeah, will have yeah. the ability to choose something different than they do. But why would they? I mean, that's that's what you got to realize about these uh, uh, Californians. They know better. Is that they think that nobody ought to be able to do something that they don't like because it's just wrong. It is a wrong, not morally wrong. It's just empirically incorrect to do something different than what they do in California. It's like these idiots that don't wear masks are the reason that people in California are dying. The reason that these idiots in Texas don't wear masks, you know, as far as they're concerned, the only reason there's global warming is because not every state has California's laws about emissions. Right. California, man, doing great. It's all, it's all about, like if everybody did what California does, then we will have saved the world. Is it really worth saving though? Oh, absolutely not. I'm kind of looking forward to it not <laughs> being saved. It's like the concept of each state being able to make its own laws makes so much more sense that people can vote with their feet. We're seeing this already with the oh yeah there's californians everywhere yeah they're getting they're ridiculous and they're leaving yeah. california why because they don't like what's going on in california so why in do you think droves. they wind up in texas and florida yeah no that's exactly right you know and that's how it's supposed to work if you have a state that decides that abortion is going to be illegal you mm-hmm. know you can drive across the uh you know to a different state and get whatever you want now, if they all decide it, that's maybe what their uh, people are more afraid of. But it's interesting to me the line that people want to jump in on, like Amazon, like, well, we'll pay for you to go get an abortion in another state. Yeah, Amazon's going to be stopping that practice very quickly because what's going to happen is they will get sued in states like Alabama and Texas by the, um, the, uh, uh, what the hell, the, District or not district attorneys, the the uh, state attorney generals in these states, and uh, <laughs> they're they're going to have to back off because they're not about to lose Texas, or the ability for Amazon to operate in Texas because they're trying to pay for an abortion for somebody else uh, in their company. Like that will be the lawsuit is if Amazon breaks Texas laws which prohibit abortion, then Amazon will lose its ability to operate in the state of Texas. Do you want that, Amazon? The biggest state, the biggest market in the country, you want that? 
people are going to war for weirder things. Well, as long as somebody else going to war, nobody themselves actually wants to go to war. None of the companies that are building weapons that we're shipping over to Ukraine. Oh, wait, are we shipping weapons to Ukraine? Any any of their people to actually go to Ukraine. Right. Well, Bono in the edge. I mean, they went to. Well, uh, that was an that was an advertisement. (laughs) As Adam very correctly, I think, pointed out is this was the release of Bono's next album. It is a good way to get some PR. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody knows that, you know, there there seems to be an unfettered ability to travel back and forth to Kiev for absolutely everybody. Well, wait, Nancy Pelosi's allegedly went into uh, She did. I saw a video. <laughs> was it real? Yeah. Could you tell? There was the it was the same exact green screen they've always used. Oh, well, it's a beautiful green screen. It does a yeah. nice job. It does. It, you can almost hit the fact that Nancy's the wicked witch of the West. <laughs> yeah, that comes through very well. But it's just a weird thing. This, uh, you know, oh, well, this is part of a new perk, you know, I guess is Amazon. We'll, we'll transport you to get an abortion. It's like, why? You know, I just don't understand the the rallying behind killing babies. It should always be a last ditch effort. You know, and I understand why people get abortions. I'm not is a good Catholic boy fully again. You know, hey, you got to do you is what it comes down to for me. And you've got to make your own moral choices. But this is a very weird hill for a group of people to die on, to be like, we want to kill all the babies. Yes, you should have the right to kill the babies. Yes, it's it's just a weird political rally cry. Well, I mean, I think one of the mistakes that the other side made, and I'm I kind of don't have a horse in this race because on the one hand, I. Um, you know, I do think that categorizing it as something other than killing a baby is inaccurate on the other hand i think there's a lot of idiots born every minute and maybe this <laughs> reduces the number of idiots that are born just a little bit yeah but you don't know if you're getting the no good you kind of do because the people that are getting the abortions no. are probably the ones that are going to pass on the idiot gene so I'm big into darwin i believe that uh you know there are many ways to call the population and to reduce the uh the reproductive success of people that have no business reproducing okay then i want one explanation i mean that makes perfect sense but i want explanation why do a and again i know this is a generalization because there may be people that do not fall into this but why do a vast majority of people who are pro-abortion then stand up when uh, you know ted nugent goes into a helicopter in texas and shoots a bunch of feral pigs and mm-hmm. th- they say that's a horrible thing I yeah that's murder man right yeah I, I don't get the mentality uh yeah yeah no and a lot of these pro-abortion people are also vegans well good they that's believe like- in the sanctity of animal life they should eat less steak and leave it for me yeah but uh, but but Here's the real irony is I will bet you also that if you were to offer these people, even the ones that do eat meat, uh, veal and explain what exactly veal is, that most of them will not eat it. Because they think the concept of killing a baby animal just to eat it is just evil. Yet abortion. Well, what, do you, yet. what do you think is happening with those fetuses? They're beaten, being eaten by the lizards. I don't get again. Don't get it. Yeah. 
you know, that is also right down the same lines of, and I think this was mentioned on no agenda, unless I was in a, uh, in a fever dream, mm. but the fact that you have, uh, the same thing with the death penalty, there are so many people that are pro abortion, mm-hmm. but anti-death penalty. Well, I'm kind of anti-death penalty too, because mistakes happen all the freaking time. I it's hard agree. to make a mistake when you're trying to kill a baby as to whose baby that is. Well, you're true. I mean, it's still inside the packaging. But I mean, but- if we take away that, and I know it's hard to strip away the lack of reasonable doubt, but let me, let's just say, for instance, that, you know, a hundred people saw this guy murder his family. Mm-hmm. You know, or was it his twin brother? <laughs> the twin brother we didn't know that he had. Yes, that happens all the time in reality on TV. Yeah, well, in soap operas, it seems to happen with, <laughs> with such regularity. No, in soap operas, it's plastic surgery. Everybody got plastic <laughs> surgery and looks like a different actor. Yeah, it's weird how that works. But, yeah. you know, when those kind of cases, it's like, how, you, you, how do you not go? Well, that makes sense. Well, no, we would rather take somebody and put them in the prison system for yeah. 60 years rather than yeah i don't know it's just and and i i understand the concept of not wanting to have an involuntary pregnancy totally get that yeah but most abortions are not terminations of involuntary pregnancy they're terminations of drunk pregnancy right well that is and there's the, a difference uh, here you were voluntarily drunk you know and this is uh my wife and you voluntarily view were, you know, engaging in sex. Well, that's and, it. Uh, you know, that's my wife's if, point if of view. Bill on Cosby this. gets you pregnant. I'm all for abortion. That's fine. But, uh, you know, unless it's Bill Cosby, I, yeah, I don't think Bill's got much in the uh, chamber anymore. Yeah. Oh, how do you know? <laughs> have you looked in the chamber? No, I have not been close to the chamber. The beauty of uh, being a man is that you can have a kid at any age. Is that what you're hoping you're going to keep well, creating? I, I think, uh, who is it? Moses had a, his last kid when he was, uh, 860. That's what you're hoping for. Isn't it? Eight, 860. I've just never yeah. been worried about it because I know I can have a kid any, any day. You want to be changing diapers at 860. <laughs> Why would a man ever want to be changing diapers? Oh, wow. Please. Sir Gene at Sir Gene speaks. <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> That's where you want to go with it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that would be Sergene at Sergene.com. But, you know, it's like I, I'm a guy, so I know I have a different point of view. But my wife's always like, um, for people that don't want to get pregnant, there are so many ways not to get pregnant at this point. Mm-hmm. Why is abortion a big fucking deal? And it's like, that is a great question because you have every opportunity well, and, and here's to other, not get pregnant. Yeah. And here's the other crazy part. Like the same exact crowd that's all gung ho for wanting to abort a baby. They're also going to be the same women that insist that you wear a condom for STD purposes. Well, doesn't that deprive them of being able to have an abortion? <laughs> At least that's the argument point. I've used in the past. That is a, uh, you know that is I mean? a very dark but uh, accurate point. I mean, if you're going to sleep with a liberal chick, you might as well use liberal uh, logic there. Well, it was the late great unless I'm uh, misremembering this as well, but George Carlin's bit, wasn't that uh, all these pro-abortion women are, are so ugly you wouldn't want to sleep with them anyway? And there's something to that. I don't think it would be a blanket statement. I've seen some. Well, no, of course, it's not a blanket you know, statement. I mean, it's comedy. We, we have, we have, well, yes, it's comedy, but for comedy to be funny, there has to be enough truth in that. Right. Um, Which means there would be some that would fall into that category. 
I don't know a whole lot of lesbians that want to abort their babies. You know, way less lesbians get uh, pregnant. You don't say. It's like the meme that was going around. No, it's accidentally, accidentally pregnant. I don't know. <laughs> the uh, the meme that was going around with the man and uh, woman. You know, wait, I'm sorry. That was hateful misgendering. But okay. What, what appeared to be a man and a woman laying in bed. He's sleeping too, soundly. Her eyes are yeah. wide open. And the, the caption is, oh, I hope I didn't get him pregnant. Uh okay. What is that supposed to mean? Exactly. So it just went right over your head. Yeah. That, that's not reality. Not is what it means. Sense. Oh okay okay. It's not reality. Got it. Got it. Yeah. If you're, maybe if you're the solution. Abortion lesbian. You have to ask yourself why you're wasting the, time on the. That's uh, yes. I think that cause. does make sense. And maybe <laughs> that's the solution to reducing abortion is more lesbianism. Why don't we just institute forced lesbianism, lesbianism as a preferred method of sexual orientation? There you go. You have solved the world's problems right here, Gene. Yeah, it would solve multiple problems. It would reduce the population and it would make ensure that abortions aren't happening. You know, that is the the most nefarious thing is that the origins of Planned Parenthood go back to Margaret Sanger, who was basically a horrible racist. Who was like, let's kill a a bit of racism there. Yeah, let's Mm -hmm. kill. Let's kill a bunch of minority babies. Yeah. And this goes back to exactly what we talked about with the raising of the minimum wage. Same concepts. All these government programs end up doing the same thing. Well, and people cheer them as they go on. The, the Democrats have historically been in favor of authoritarian type controls. Very. They were, they were always better than they are today at pre- pretending as though they were not well and is it because we have the internet and the ability to communicate now that a lot of these things get exposed people can you can get different points of views uh but they're not i mean right now if you look at the number of people in the u.s with all the internet that we have and all the communication and everything else that we have um if we have that uh why are so many people still gung ho to be on the wrong side of a whole bunch of issues? Because they believe the opposite. I mean, we also have misinformation. I mean, that's that's one thing that's true. And I am not for silencing anybody. But the reality is the Internet is filled with misinformation. Then again, so is the nightly news. Everything at this point is misinformation. I don't like that term. What would you call it? Lies, lies and more yeah. lies. Yeah. If you're going to refer to it as then refer to it as lies, because misinformation is implying that there's information there that was missed. Wouldn't that be missed information? Well, missed information, but that's that's kind of the the root of it. Misinformation is information that was missed. Or is it from misleading? Well, misleading is also leading in order to miss something. So it's it it's different than lies. And then the way it's different than lies is it's sort of a a lie through emission. That's what misinformation is. It's it's if you look at the etymology, it's it's basically it's not a lie, it's a, it is a particular type of lie, I guess, which is a lie through emission. And I think it's well beyond that. It's when the State Department and CNN and even Fox literally are telling you that Ukraine is winning the war. That is a lie not misinformation 
which is still a weird thing that's been going on. What the lying in the news? <laughs> no, the, the the Ukraine is winning, but Russia, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it Russia it, controls a bigger and bigger portion of Ukraine every day. Yet Ukraine, it seems to be winning. Uh huh. I don't. I, I can't even try to put my brain around that one. Russia has troop movements to reorient where their focus is, which Ukraine immediately takes credit for defeating Russia. It's all the. U- I mean, it. It's it, It's crazy word of the day dictionary.com 2018 misinformation Mm -hmm. false information that is spread regardless of whether there is intent to mislead yeah that's a millennial definition not a real (laughs) definition oh my god so regardless of whether it was meant to mislead so it's just it doesn't yeah i again trying to wrap my brain that's a that that would be a miss informational definition of misinformation on dictionary.com and misinformation.com might as well be wikipedia it's basically the same people doing it i was gonna say is it owned but maybe the same people by now and means wrong or false information it does Uh, not imply deception or lying yeah that's again that is that is literally changing the definition to suit your preference from what it actually means it is a compound word formed from the germanic prefix miss also miss wrong mm-hmm. or bad mm-hmm. it's wrong information yeah mm-hmm. i it don't is. buy it yeah no it, and that's the thing you can't use any dictionary as a reference that was published after the internet yeah well yeah you have to go back so if to you want if you want to look at what a word actually meant and what it has meant for a long time before that definition was updated by people in the the ministry of truth uh the you have to go back to dictionaries that were published in the 70s that's about as far back in the 80s they already started tweaking things but up through the 70s they tried to actually hold language to be consistent well yeah that's it and it wasn't what the language is being used as this is a pet peeve of mine that they start changing the meanings based upon how the word's being used. It's like, yes. no, if everybody's misusing a word, you don't go, well, we'll just change the meaning. Well, there, there is a legitimate uh, use case for that, but it shouldn't be the general dictionary. It should be the slang dictionary, which should contain the meanings of all words as they're being currently used, even if that usage is incorrect. Yeah. And slang dictionaries are very useful. If you're learning a foreign language, being able to not just look at a dictionary definition, but also slang definitions. Like, for example, if you're watching a uh, telenovela from Mexico. Bueno, bueno, bueno. No, not necessarily. Uh, Some of them are pretty mild. But uh, if you're watching that and you want to get the gist of what the, the characters are actually saying and doing, a simple dictionary definition is not going to be sufficient because they're using street slang. And so you, you would look at that up in a, uh, you know, you hit pause in the VCR and then you walk over and you pull out your copy of the, uh, the Spanish uh, slang dictionary, Mexican edition, and then look up what they just said to really understand why that woman is being called a, a dog. And you wonder so, why there's so much problem understanding what people are saying and meaning. It's because of language. 
And it's because we've gone down this path, which is language is even more confusing where it really shouldn't be. But well, we, we have, but language has gone through phases where words are utilized incorrectly by even the majority of the people many times in the history of English. This certainly was the case in the uh, 1930s. That was almost any movie you watch that was made in the 1930s has about 30% gibberish in it, which is people using synonyms that you would not even know today what the hell their meaning is for words that they're actually trying to say. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite you know, words. Check out that doll's. Uh, uh, what are the, gams? The, yeah. Well, uh, gams are uh, there's, there's some other. Yeah. I mean, just like, why can't you just say, wow, those are beautiful legs on that woman? No, they got to say it this, this alternate hip way. Well, that's how you get the flavor. <clears throat> right. So that would be in the slang dictionary, not the normal dictionary. Right. Because you're looking up sticks in the regular dictionary and you're like, yeah, you're going to find something very different. I don't get it. Now, my favorite word, I just looked it up on dictionary.com, at least one of them. Oh, boy. Irregardless. You know what the definition that dictionary? Oh, yeah, that probably just means the same thing as regardless. According right. to that dictionary. Yeah. So irregardless. Because so many people the definition have is made regardless. the mistake. Yeah. Which literally irregardless means the opposite of regardless. Right. But that's not how people use it. it. So they're like, we'll just change the meaning. Well, but that's, you know, I mean, one plus one equals three. Yes. Welcome to unrelenting. (laughs) Because most people make that mistake. So let's just call it three. Because we don't want people to be stupid. No. Well, we also don't want math to be racist. Right. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're doomed. We are doomed. We've been doomed for a long time. And maybe just me being an old fart is why it sure seems that way. But I think it's true. And that's why I'm also not completely against being doomed. You're like, doomed would be fine. Honestly, I think there are better species in the planet that really might be do better than humans. You're like, take this planet, do what you want. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are. I don't know, say reptiles out there, for example, there are even mammals. Like I always thought bears really by all rights should have been the ones at the top of the food chain. And yeah, cause they know, could just grab a human everything. and chow them down. Well, not, not, I mean, they generally don't want to do that, but no, it's just like, they have opposable digits. They can hold things. They have uh, larger brains than we do. They have certainly better muscles than we do uh they can climb trees with ease they can dig they can swim they can do all these things um and and uh, in in fact one of the arguments of why bears did not end up the dominant species is because they are too good without tools to have to come up with tools like one of the driving forces that allowed humans to evolve to the level that we are in terms of brain capacity was our absolutely pathetic bodies. Right. We had to come up with ways to do stuff. Yeah. Which we couldn't do just by ourselves. So like, yeah, maybe when you're, you know, 16, you can climb a tree, but you get much beyond that. And your mass to arm strength ratio goes to shit. Uh, you know, you, there's, we don't really have claws. We can't cause any any real uh, issues that way. Although, I, I, you know, some I know. have tried. 
It's no good. I mean, the other day I split a nail. I mean, come on. Wow's that what? for? Yeah. You no. split a nail. Yeah. How'd you do that? I don't remember what I was grabbing. Mm. And uh, you didn't just break a nail. You split a nail. Well, it was right in the right kind of part. So, uh, mm. yeah. it was, it was, uh, I don't know. We are, we are flawed individuals. We, we not are cannot. Yeah. Bears. No. Yeah, bears are way cooler than people. Yeah, no kidding. There's a YouTube channel I watch that is 24-hour coverage of bears in in like walking around and catching fish and Do they go into Tim Pool's uh chicken coop and <laughs> no. pick up a few No, I do I do watch chicken coop occasionally, but the bear channel is pretty awesome. You I keep think bears on one monitor and chickens on another yeah, just Exactly. I well, you have love. one of these thousand inch screens on your bedroom wall. Are they all just like YouTube videos mm. running concurrently? Well, I think it's kind of a wasteful to watch less than one YouTube video at a time. I must suck down all of the YouTube goodness. Yes. That's if somebody published it, then there's probably a good reason for it. So I should watch it. <laughs> it's quality. Right. If it's on YouTube, it means it's quality. It's content. Quality. Exactly. <laughs> well, lately it's much better on YouTube than it is on, uh, you know, Netflix. Everything else, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Although I will say the uh the the last season of um Ozark was pretty damn good. I've never watched Ozark. I haven't. I've never really? watched it though. Oh one of the best shows ever made. Yeah, That's the one so. with uh, Jason Bateman, right? Jason Bateman's first non comedy. See, I, and I it's always liked really him. good. Uh you know, he was like it was his pet project that he he really wanted to do a non-comedic show to show off his chops and uh, i think he does a great job so is everybody else uh, even the kid actors are pretty good in it it is literally a show with zero humor in it uh, really very very serious very like um well no humor and no magic which i love because there's way too much magic and zombie shit in movies uh, everything from <laughs> you know superheroes it's all magic crap yeah, well, I've well, I used to enjoy the superhero, uh, the, even the newer reboot stuff. I mean, what genre? Yes, because yeah. I was gonna say, you know, I go back, and one of my favorite things growing up was the was it George Reeves, the uh, Superman mm-hmm. from the nineteen fifties television show. Oh, the original, right? Not Christopher Reeves, correct? George Reeves, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was you know fantastic. And when we started watching uh, Arrow. The first few seasons, I haven't watched recently, but the first few seasons of Arrow mm-hmm. were great. And this was kind of the reboot that then brought into all of these other shows on these alternate networks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they all just went like woke at the same time. Yeah. 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 Well, it's because they all hired the same people at the same time. True. All the same showrunners like, oh, we could we could be more woke than you. Yeah. And even even shows that that. The comic books they're based on are actually completely not woke. Are, right. Are becoming woke when they're transitioned from comic book to TV show. And then they're back to the comics and they're woke and those aren't being purchased either anymore. And people are no. wondering why. I don't think anyone's wondering. So well, <laughs> the people knows. making them have to be, but those who aren't mm. buying, I guess. Uh, like, yeah. I don't know. When it, when it comes to my entertainment, I don't want to be preached at. That's that's this very mm-hmm. simple thing. I just want to be able to go in and enjoy a respite yeah. from reality. Yeah. I just, I did. I don't want to watch zombies. I don't want to watch superheroes. I don't want to watch any of that crap. I, I, I will watch stuff that's funny, but I also want to watch stuff that's sort of serious as well. And, uh, 
you know, right now it seems like uh, your options are limited. Just turn on the news. You get the reality show called Ukraine. It's a great show. Yeah, it's very repetitive, though. There's a bumbling guy that's at the line is the same. Yeah, well, (laughs) they can't. They keep pushing the plot line. It's a very bad, evil guy. In, and the budget sucks, man. That green screen. I mean, they, they they should do some actual outdoor shots or something. Are they going to be killing off Putin? I mean, obviously, his health has been a major talking point since yeah, uh, we last it, did the show. It, which is completely fake. There, there is no health issue. There, well, this is the claim, right? This is, oh, he's got cancer. Who's going to succeed yeah, yeah, yeah. him? Well, I, I'm... When I was watching the uh, Victory Day parade, and then immediately after that, Putin, along with a bunch of other people, walking, no, walking for a kilometer to go from where the stage was for the parade to where the eternal flame uh, for the unknown soldier is. And uh, I mean, that was a significant distance at a fairly brisk walk. That is not a cancer patient. Yeah, you're like, let me see Joe Biden do that. At all. No, none. I mean, I'd like to see anybody in the U.S. government do that. No, it's just, it's not going to happen. It's, they would have taken a car or a helicopter, not walked. <laughs> the Air Force uh, so, <laughs> so I, I think that this is, they're literally just throwing shit at a wall to see what sticks. And, and so far, everything's sliding down the wall. That is what the media does. Yeah. And this is the, this is the area where, uh, one of the, uh, well, it might've been, um, Gonzalo Lear. It might've been somebody else that said it, but they, they, they're absolutely right. Could it be Alex, uh, something or other. I forget his last name that, uh, Russia is focusing on winning the the battles uh u.s and their puppet ukraine are focused on winning opinions well there's no doubt well that's all the political landscape has been in the united states for a while now is public opinion so they're going to likely continue on for the next decade talking about how ukraine is winning as Ukraine has already lost the entirety of its coastline, it is now a state trapped inland with uh, only an ability to import things from the the two countries that it touches on its borders. Same people uh, are it, telling you the Green New Deal's working great. This new, yeah, or that the, the, the there will never be any snow again in England, or that global warming is going to raise the sea level by ten feet. Or any of these, th- or that COVID is going to kill 2 million people in the first month. No, that didn't happen. None of that happened. And Ukraine winning didn't happen either. No. It's weird. It is, it is absolutely insane. So what is happening, ironically enough, is that the ruble is doing better than ever. The dollar is going down the toilet. Uh, lots of countries that would have never talked about doing deals outside of using petrodollar are now in the, uh, in the negotiations to buy oil without having a single dollar be involved using either their currencies or rubles or yuan. So the reality of this is that uh, 
Russia's coming out smelling really good. I don't know about smelling because that's what the U.S. is more focused on is how it smells. But Russia is is coming out in a stronger uh, with a stronger economy out of this. Look, if somebody actually wanted Russia to have second thoughts about this, I'm going to give give the advice here that no one's going to take. Right. Here it is. The. The only thing that the U.S. should have done instead of imposing stupid sanctions that harm Europe and America more. The only thing that U.S. should have done, could have done, that would have had a tangible impact on Russia and enough to possibly cause Putin to decide to pull out. It's very easy. Yes. The U.S. should have opened up the pipelines to Alaska and dropped the price of oil down under $20 a barrel. That would have if hurt the Russia US more, can right. sell, If U.S. can sell oil at $20 a barrel, the Russian economy just absolutely goes to shit. Because Russia produces natural resources, one of which that is way overpriced right now is oil. So what you're saying is Joe Biden is helping Russia. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is he intentionally helping Russia or is he just really No, they're stupid? idiots. Everybody that is in in the current State Department are absolute idiots. They they believe the propaganda that they're spewing. They believe that they are the anyone cares ones. about what they think. Nobody gives a shit about what they think. They talk about how Putin has been cut off from the rest of the world. And you look at a world map and you can see the countries that have imposed sanctions represent about an eighth of the world so who exactly is cut off from what i would say uh the russians are doing okay yeah i'd say the russians are doing pretty good now they're having said that there are people that have certainly died as soldiers on the ground uh in coming into ukraine there are absolutely deaths on both sides that's not to be uh ignored the deaths are nowhere near what the Ukrainian, uh, you know, uh, propaganda is reporting. There's not been a hundred thousand Russians killed in Ukraine. Uh, that, that number is completely made up, but there has been, uh, over a thousand. And I think I can't remember what the last numbers I saw, but it was in the, <clears throat> it was under 10,000, but it was in the thousands, uh, which is not insignificant. Um, it is, uh, probably comparable to the total u.s uh troop deaths in uh in iraq for you know 20 years so it is a significant amount of people but also there's been actual progress made in the uh what the our russian army has achieved and achieving their goals of denazifying ukraine and um demilitarizing ukraine and that's exactly what they've done the number of uh, stinger missiles now that are held by russian control is insane i mean right now uh, because what happens is <clears throat> you know we send stingers to ukraine like there's no tomorrow in fact it was I can't remember where the article was. There's an article that talked about how the U.S. will need roughly a year to replenish 
its supply of Stinger missiles. Well, you have to send them somewhere. They're they're being shipped out at a much faster rate than they're being purchased and produced. Well, then how do people figure that the United States is not involved in this conflict? It's like you're arming the other side. I don't think anybody figures that. I think everybody understands. And there's plenty of video interviews with uh, people from Congress that talk about how, you know, U.S. needs to do more in their war with Russia. It's like, no, I think it's a given. And then you got guys like, uh, you know, uh, Lady Lindsey Graham, uh, who um, who just literally want to invade Russia right now to to solve this once and for all well because you know putin is a threat and we we need to get to this threat quickly yeah it's the same concept they use with everything same thing they're using like you said with global warming oh no we have to do this quick otherwise we'll be too far down and it won't no it's all bullshit all of it is all bullshit exactly and so uh, i mean again i think for the rest of the world looking at it from outside the u.s there's more of a distinction between the Western propaganda line and what's actually happening. Like it's easier to see the difference between those two standing in the middle of the U S and looking at all the, the propaganda coming out. Uh, I can certainly understand how somebody doesn't bother looking at outside journalism, uh, as sources could envision that, well, if everybody in the media says that Ukraine's winning, well, they've got to be winning. Well, good for them. So we just need to send them a few more billion of, of dollars and we'll be in good shape. Right. It's up to 60 billion now since the start of this thing that the U.S. has sent over. That's and a lot I, I, again, of money. Sent over is a relative term. That's what the politicians say. But realistically, no money actually ever goes to Ukraine. What happens? Wait, is, you mean there's not big crates of dollar bills being there, brought? There's not. No, that was happening in a different country. Uh, the, that was in in Iraq uh, and I think Afghanistan as well, and Iran, for that matter, got some crates of money. But no, what they're doing is uh, when they're approving another five billion dollars, that is literally a check from the government to Raytheon and other military industrial complex contractors to buy the weapons and then the weapons get shipped over and then either destroyed or captured by the Russians. So it's, it's, it's a win, win, win for everybody. Right? So the manufacturers sell weapons. Yeah. War is good for business. The U S gets to say, we've now sent $60 billion of aid to Ukraine. Those poor Ukrainians, they need our help. And they they don't need food. They don't need water. They They just need the weapons. Right. Yes. Yes, exactly. And then uh, the, uh, I mean, like everyone has fucking satellites right now. This is not a surprise when a, a load of stingers comes in to Poland and is just waiting to get, uh, moved on a train to Ukraine. Like everybody can see that from the sky. It's not hard to determine what is in those boxes. But what you, did you, you think? literally trace that entire route. There are websites that are showing the U S military shipments, literally showing the airplanes and their exact position as they're flying across. Nice. Yeah. What did you think the, though of the Russians threatening poor Elon Musk? Well, yeah, I mean, Elon Musk is a troll and he, he, you know, this is standard deal. This is like, I don't think Mark Musk gives a shit and the Russians have been trolling a lot lately. Well, they're good uh, at it. 
Lavrov was saying, yeah, you know, if you're really worried about uh, those poor Ukrainians, just replace the word Russia with U.S. and Ukraine with Iraq and see if you're still worried. It's all you know, the same it, story. It is literally. Yeah, it's, it's just like, hold on, hold on. Well, we we so when we did this, we were liberating when Russia's doing this, they're occupying. OK, right. It's a so we just got to li- we liberated Iraq for 20 years. We liberated the hell out of those folks. <laughs> oh, man, did we ever. And I guess the difference is, you know, we brought in uh, pallets of money to give to the warlords along with a bunch of weapons. Uh, the Russians are bringing in food and water. So that's way worse. That's those are horrible anywhere. people. How dare they bring it? If they were sustenance. bringing in weapons and uh, pallets of cash, that'd be totally different. Um, the other thing that the Russians are doing is in, in the areas that they have now occupied, they are paying pensioners their pensions and making sure that people are still getting government services like hospitals are still running. Uh, you know, utilities are still running. Everything's still running in those areas. Now, I can't say that same thing for areas controlled by Ukraine at this point. But in the Russian controlled areas, they're bringing and making sure that there are funds allocated to the infrastructure and uh, government, uh, uh, you know, whatever government pensions or other funds people are receiving. So those resume as well. Uh, and they are actually advising people in areas that are on the target list for occupation to not pay their bills because there's not going to be any reason to like they're just wasting their money if they pay uh for electricity or gas or anything else because they're soon going to be occupied and they're going to get that stuff for free Ooh. which i think is a brilliant tactic by the way hey okay. if somebody came into the united states now and was like we're taking over gene well, but you can have free air conditioning you're like Right. Yeah. And that, there were there were actually comments on that RT video that of people in the U.S. say, yeah, can Putin come and occupy like, uh, yeah. you know, whatever my city is next? That would be awesome. Come on in. Yeah. Because it's it's like, oh, I don't have to pay bills. Wait a minute. Utilities are going to be free after this. Bring some hot Russian uh, women and cold Russian yeah. vodka. Exactly. Well, and there's plenty of that to go around because the U.S. has been. Uh, stopped all shipments in and destroyed all existing bottles. I mean, I didn't realize we had prohibition back, but apparently, so, you know, all the Russian vodka got destroyed. People jump to weird conclusions. It's such a crazy, crazy time. It they, really is. They do. They do. And uh, I mean, speaking of cash moving around, we did get a uh, a donation that I think was just weirder than any other. Mm. I mean, beyond no beret and his, uh, his old, that was so- pretty weird. His old Soviet currency. We got a $50 donation mm-hmm. or unrelenting over on PayPal from Barbara Starr, which isn't the mm. weird part. The weird part is the message. And I don't know if this is coded. I don't know if there's something weird going on. But her message is looking for Girl Scout alumni of Camp Julia Crowell in Richfield, Ohio, Cleveland Girl Scouts. The name has changed, but the bouncy floor lodge is still there. Friends of RHP.org. That so was you, the, got a, you got money for somebody else? No, it was for unrelenting, but that was the message. Uh, huh. Looking for Girl Scout alumni from a Cleveland Girl Scouts, Richfield, Ohio. 
Maybe that. that's our target audience is the former Girl Scouts. <laughs> is that it? Is that who listens to us? Is that who listens to us? Right. Right. You know, it's a better guess than I've heard from uh, a lot of places. But that you, is wild. If you just happen to be an Ohio Girl Scout, you go to friends yeah. of RHB.org. I should have pulled this up uh, <laughs> to make, verify this wasn't anything weird, but uh, mm. no, that's it's. I guess she's reaching out and using every possible avenue. And we are an avenue. I mean, we're like Electric Avenue, Eddie Grant. But uh, I don't know. I thought that was, that was a good song. It was a good song. Like the only I, Eddie Grant yeah. song anybody can probably tell you about today. I have no idea who Eddie Grant is, but that was a good song. Electric Avenue, baby. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of a lot of with uh, without notes, Judah Kuki with his ten dollar monthly, Brian Janak ten dollar monthly, Betty Solero six ninety six, which is monthly or bi monthly, a couple times. A nice. Stephen McConnell. Well, so five the bucks. conclusion here is that a we need to keep telling people not sending money because right. that seems to work. Yes. And B you need to be off the show more so people send more money. Perhaps Stephen McConnell <laughs> five bucks, Dennis Woods five bucks, Kevin Seifert five bucks, Brian Hall two thirty six. And of course, our Soviet money from No Beret, which had very little cash value, but I it, I think that money is probably up in the fifty dollar range, frankly, from collectors. Really, standpoint. I need to look this up. Yeah, I mean, not that you ever spend any money coming into the show; you just hoard everything. But well, unfortunately, I've see this is the biggest problem with any of the crypto donations was I left them there and they're gone now. Yeah. Oh my god! Is well, I don't know about gone. Down? I mean, no, they're I not gone, but. Half they're I mean, worth I, exactly what they should be, though. I remember buying about a well, yeah, like two years of gains mm-hmm. gone nearly overnight. When I bought Cardano, it was oh, like right God. about Here when it was go. hitting a buck. Yeah, and it was like, okay, this was going to be the launching point, and it was. It went up to three bucks. Yeah, and you cashed out. Right? Yeah, you should have. It's forty four cents now. Wait, you didn't cash out? No, why didn't you cash out at three bucks? That that would have been a great take. It would have been a great take. But no, I was I was believing into this whole stuff that CSB and Adam Curry and all these people like I ah, just hold it. Yeah, that's. Yeah, no, the only hold I have, and I've always said this is Bitcoin. Every, well, well, that's, Bitcoin. that's not technically that's not true. Rubles are also a hold. <laughs> so rubles and Bitcoin. So, you know, the, the rubles are worth. More than double of what I paid six weeks ago. That was a good move. That was a good move. And um, Bitcoin is worth substantially less, but I have a, just an automatic buy in Bitcoin every month, once a month. And so it just dilutes me to wherever the average value is, which I started buying when Bitcoin was 50 bucks or 50 bucks, 50,000. And now it's 30,000. And, and now it's, yeah, it's like 32,000. No, but it goes up 30, and down. 30,000 today, 30,344. But it goes up and down about uh, 5, 6% every day. It's up 3% it, today. Cardano's up uh, 1776 today. That's interesting. There you go. There you go. So it, there's a lot of volatility in there. But for Bitcoin, I'm just not worried about it. It's just a whole thing. And, and it's, it's on the absolutely off chance that we actually make it through the next couple of years without a nuclear war (laughs) and if it happens if we still have electricity three to five years from now you know that bitcoin will have increased in value even if for no other reason than the devaluation of the dollar this thing dropped bitcoin this week 
or is this even today? No, this week mm-hmm. was down to 25,338. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. So buy the dip. You know, I always, yeah, I mean, I don't buy on the dip, but I buy automatically every month. So whatever it's at. So, yeah, I don't even know. I honestly don't even know how much is in my Bitcoin wallet at this point. I just don't really care because I'm, I have no, no interest, uh, to practically sell it anytime for years. When are we coming so, out with oligarch coin? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> NFTs, <laughs> NFTs, baby. Yeah. Okay. Oligarch. Oligarch NFTs and uh, yeah, exactly. You get them, you get them when uh, when you pledge a certain amount. So we have one official oligarch right now, and we have to determine by the next show, Darren. We have to come up with what is the value, uh, the combined total value that needs to be donated for us to uh, make somebody an oligarch level person a good round number is good i mean i think that is one place no agenda hit it on the head that thousand dollars three that well that thousand dollars i was having the uh, that level of moving up to well and of course the okay so basically thousand dollars so that's not really a round number so it it probably wait how is a thousand not round because the oligarch donations are going to be in rubles that's what the first one was. That's what all of them should be. They all have to come in with actual physical rubles. No, they don't have to come in with physical rubles. The bank of the oligarch will do the exchange automatically for you. You can bring dollars and we'll exchange them to rules and donation comes in, in rubles. Oh, that makes sense. Well, that's how it's done all over the world these days. Transferring money, transferring funds track. Yeah. But, but the, the number has to be a round number in rubles and then whatever the matching dollar is to correspond to that or whatever currency. I mean, it's not like we're limiting this to U.S. people. We could certainly take donations from the soon-to-be bankrupt countries of Europe as well. Right, but we want their goats and whatever else. We need something their substantial. Goats. Yeah, we need something we give you substantial. Two goats and three daughters. Uh-huh. Well, the daughters uh-huh. have to be cute. Otherwise, four goats. Well, it, it, so... Yeah, only two daughters if they if they have two eyebrows, but three daughters if they only have one eyebrow. One Russian ruble now equals zero point zero one six United States dollars. That's incorrect. That is what I'm. I don't know. I zero point zero one six. One Russian ruble is worth point zero one five four seven four five two U.S. dollars. How about you go the other direction? That's usually an easier way to convert. So last time I looked, ruble was at about 60 rubles per dollar. If I put so that would be about a thousand uh, rubles is worth 1550. Yeah. Okay. Well, so take the zeros off the back of that. So what do you get? What's the exchange? What's the actual exchange rate right now? Since you're looking it up. I, well, let me pull this back up here. So oh if you want to, you want to go from us dollars, then two rubles is what you're saying so here's what you want to do yeah so you you did it in rubles right so you did a thousand is too small a number that's pretty obvious right well you want to do like yeah so you want to let's make that donation like a hundred thousand rubles then correct because a thousand dollars in u.s currency Mm -hmm. is like sixty five thousand rubles exactly exactly so uh, so actually, well, let's make it less than that now. I mean, that's kind of a high number, but, uh, then again, we are talking oligarch here. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oligarch, baby. You're rich. You are flush with cash. We will also take your uh, million dollar yachts. 
is uh is collateral. That's <laughs> collateral. Jeans, uh-huh. jeans uh-huh. out there on the uh on the open waters piloting uh, your yacht. Yeah. Okay, there we go. So a thousand or sorry, hundred thousand rubles, right? That is one thousand five hundred and thirty one dollars. Sounds fair to me. There you go. There's your level right there. Hundred thousand ruble donation gets you an oligarch. An official we, oligarch. An official, yeah, that's right. We'll we'll even ship you a ring. We will not ship you a Russian model. A Russian model? No, that that would be that would be uh the next slavery. level up at least. <laughs> next level up. <laughs> But we may be able to ship you a Ukrainian model. We'll see. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, in a bottle of vodka. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't, okay. No, wait. This is, this is even at all, except for the whole legality thing. Once <laughs> what? you, well, once you can verify the, uh, you know, the, the, the age, age of the model of the, well, yeah, of course. You, uh-huh. But that would be great. And, you know, well, the no agenda's got the signet ring and the wax and stuff. Yeah, yeah, as long as we're doing, you know, the whole Russian thing, it's like you can. How hard is it to get a uh, a vodka that you just public uh, private label with our own label of? Oh, I've done that before. This could be a I've nice. I've had my own vodka before. A nice thing to send out, like Sir Jeans, Sir Jeans vodka. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's an idea. The um, only way to get it is to become an oligarch. That's right. Yeah, so only oligarchs are able to drink the. Uh, the private reserve vodka. The uh the like uh Scott Adams has his uh simultaneous sip. I mean it's way better with vodka. What what is the simultaneous sip? It's his thing every morning when he does his live stream. Uh-huh. Everybody sips their coffee at the same time. Oh, coffee. Okay. I was gonna say, is he <laughs> doing alcohol now in the morning? I mean or? he might be. I don't know what's in his mm-hmm. cup, but he says it's coffee. Yeah, that guy's off the rails. If I was streaming every morning, I would probably be drinking something in the coffee. He's, um, yeah, but I, I, he's a little wacky. He is, but he's become a very rich, wacky person. He's been a very rich person way before he was publicly wacky. Yeah. The Delbert thing. I read his book years ago Uh and I thought the most interesting part of his book was the story he told about his fear of public speaking mm-hmm. and how when Dilbert came out, became a thing that somebody contacted him and like, Hey, we want you to come up here and talk before whatever group it was. I don't remember mm-hmm. if it was a college mm-hmm. or whatever it was business. Probably. We want you to come talk to our employees. And he's like, well, I'll get back to you. And he talked to his lawyer and he's like, I really don't want to do it, but I don't want to mm-hmm. be like a dick. And the lawyer's like, well, just give him an amount so high that they won't take it and you won't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. So we called him back and he was like, whatever his number was like $10,000 or whatever for the appearance. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, it'll be 10,000, you know, plus, you know, travel and all this. And the guy's like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he got over his, uh, his fright pretty quick after that one. They were just uh, like, so really the lawyer was smart enough to know that he's not really afraid. He just doesn't want to do it for free or cheap. Maybe, or it was the money was so good to where people that are afraid of public speaking. And then somebody's like, well, I'll pay you $10,000 to do it. And you're like, yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah, I can. I can go give an hour speech for 10 grand. Mm. Plus first class accommodations and 
everything that goes along with it. But it's like, you know, again, this is the, uh, you know, the, you have to reframe how you look at things. Your, uh, your perception mm-hmm. of things changes really quick depending on uh, other things being attached to the situation. Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. Um, hmm. But he's an interesting guy. He is. Uh, interesting, yes, but wacky. Who's not wacky in this world, Gene? Yeah, I, I guess. I guess. Um, yeah, I'm still just looking at the the ruble charts here. So yeah, it is. Uh, this is pretty damn good. I'll tell you, it's uh, the rubles are going. Jeans as rubles are rising. Get some rubles and donate them to us at unrelenting.show. We appreciate everybody's support. And we will be back next week. On yeah, Friday as long as morning. Darren doesn't catch some deadly disease, we will. They catch the COVID. Well, yours was the your COVID was way deadlier. It was. It was deadlier. That's true. And we've both come out the other side, which is why we're unrelenting. <laughs>